We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Dogs Podcast here on the Field of 68 Media Network. My name is Rob Doster and I am fired up because I got one of my favorite basketball nerds on the show with me again today. CJ Moore from The Athletic was in stores and in Hartford and he was there for the top 10 showdown that turned into a uh, a top five beatdown. CJ, UConn against Marquette. You wrote a story about Don McClingan after the game and the impact that he had. You have another story coming up. I don't know. Can I tease it? Can we can we talk about what it is? Do you want to do you want to spoil it? I don't know. I'll let you handle it. Handle teasing tease that thing. Who it's, who it's on? It's it's uh it's a profile of Cam Spencer. It's gonna be a minute because uh I got some other things in the works. But um yeah, I'll be I'll be doing something on Cam Spencer. He's he's one of my favorite guys to watch in college basketball this year. And I don't I don't think they'd have a chance to repeat without him. Like I think he was very very. I think. I'd, I'd almost argue he's the second most important player on that team. Behind Klingon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the the thing that makes UConn so good and is that I think you can make the argument that, like, For five right. different guys is the most important player on the For team. Sure. And For that's sure. that's just kind of yeah how they're built. Um, before we get into all that, and, and we'll talk about Klingon here in a second, um, I, I do just want to hit you on, was this your first experience playing, uh, seeing a game in Hartford, seeing the game in the XL Center? What did you think of it? Because I think you saw – the absolute pinnacle of what that building can be. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, it was it was full. It was energized. Um, the only thing that hurt it was Marquette forgot to what time the game started. <laughs> Actually, they 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 showed up on time. They played for like uh, eight minutes, and then they were like, "We're we're done." Uh, so that 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 hurt the energy a little bit. But um, no, it was it was alive. It was good. It was you know everything college basketball should be. So. Um, I thought it, you know, hope a lot of people and, and, uh, I thought it was good. It was the, the, the I, t- I told you on, on text. The only thing that was weird is man, that interview room smelled like old hockey players. <laughs> it really is. The Excel center is not the, uh, is not the most beautiful building design. You know, it's not the, the newest, the most, no. cheap, the most up-to-date, if you will. What's, um, what's funny is I, my lift dropped me off because apparently there's no like media parking. So I just decided to lift over. And my lift dropped me off and I was like, I was kind of looking at my phone before he dropped me off. I, I was like, are you sure? Am I here? Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually walked across the street the wrong way. I was like, Oh, it's right there. 
yeah it's uh it pops up out of nowhere um compare it to like compare the environment at the beginning because the the one thing that i kept hearing from people that were there is that this is the best they've seen it in a long long time in that building for the people listening they probably already know this but just to kind of set the stage gamble pavilion is the um is the on-campus uh, mm -hmm. arena and that tends to be the more lively environment because you tend to get more students showing up there you tend to get more um like uh lively uconn fans i guess is probably the best way to say it, that tend to be imbibing a little bit more whereas when you go to the xl center it's a little bit more of people driving in sometimes it's the the after work games where you have the crowd coming in their suit and ties and it's not quite as loud and as raucous in that building as you will get in gamble pavilion so to hear that it was just this insane environment in xl is a very good sign um it probably has a lot to do with the fact that it was marquette coming to town tyler colette coming to town but you've uh you've been to the fog probably more than anybody that i know just compare those like what, what you saw on saturday versus what a normal game in uh in in lawrence's life i mean i i don't think anything can compare to allen the, the, the one thing that that's hurting probably excel center here is like ku has student sections on both sides mm -hmm. both baselines and I, I i correct me if i'm wrong but i think uconn just has it on one baseline right yeah, it's on the one um and so i think that probably hurts it a little bit and, and it's far as like the the noise level and the the uh, just kind of the kids go i mean kids go crazy adults don't necessarily always go crazy <laughs> um but i to me it's it's the building's almost kind of like a like i think at its best it could be like creighton um which that's kind of like an nba type arena um where it's just a, a big you know um more more like an nba setup i mean i obviously the xl center is super old but it is like that's the setup right like um, mm -hmm. a hockey nba arena so um creighton's pretty good i think creighton's probably creighton and louisville are like the best i've been in in terms of like that like more nba style arena um the best nba style arena is, is the uh is uh in, in indianapolis at the whatever they call that thing have you been there? You've been there. Yeah, ba yeah Banker's Life is that what it is now? Yeah, yeah I've, Man, I've been the, there. The, I've been the there a bunch for the Champions Classic games. Yeah, I'm going to push yeah. back though. MSG, MSG when it's uh... MSG is really good. MSG is really good. But but the uh, the best environment I think I've been in this year is probably that Arizona Purdue game. Yeah, at, for sure. At, that was really good. Uh, but no, MSG is awesome too. That's 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 good. But but but, but I think uh, at its best it could be kind of like the the Creighton um, that building where um yeah you know, they, they pack that thing and hey uconn's about to go there right yeah so. the the biggest thing you got to be able to do if you got a building that big is fill up every single seat because there's nothing worse Definitely. than having fourteen thousand people in a sixteen thousand seat building it's much better to have uh ten thousand people in a ten thousand seat building when you got fifteen thousand that want to get in you know what i mean like you want to be able to have uh people clamoring to get those tickets and not someone saying oh look you know what this is $17 on StubHub. Let me go in and jump into this. Yeah. All right, let's, they let's were, talk. They were lined up outside beforehand at the doors, and the students were, like, rushing in. So whenever you see that, they, you know, like, that's a good right, it's, a, it's a big game, it feels right. That's, that's a big game. Um, All right, let's talk about what actually happened on the floor there because it felt like, for me, uh, the thing that stood out to me the most was early on, it felt like they were able um, – Kolek was able to get to his left hand. They were able to attack those ball screens. They were able to figure out how to navigate the drop. Uh, and then – 
with about six minutes left in the first half, something clicked. I don't know if it was just Klingon woke up. I don't know if it was they stopped getting stuck with the caravan on switches on the Colac. There was they went on the UConn went on this run twenty four to eight to close the half, and it just never got any better from our. I was expecting them to make a run in the second half, and it never showed up. Um, was that your biggest takeaway? Just this is what Donovan Klingon can do. This is who he is, and this is the impact he can have on the game. Yeah, it was almost like uh, the Monstars came in and, and took the powers of of Kolick and 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 Oso. But but what I think really happened is like Klingon's presence is just in the back of your head, and I thought that um, Kolick was trying to like put guys in jail and keep them, mm-hmm. you know, like on his hip. And but then he also knows like, shit, I got this big this big dude looming, and. I thought that what they did a really good job of is 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 just getting bodies around him, and they're so they have such good positional size that like everybody's so long um, that like he was getting passes deflected way more than he usually does, and there were times where you where he usually he can hit those little tiny windows and and knows like the right timing on when his pass, but he was hesitating. And I think it was just all about Donovan. And there's a, there's a play I put in my story. Um, I think it was in the second half at some point where they have an empty side ball screen on the left-hand side. Um, he goes baseline. Um, Oso's kind of coming from like the elbow area, basically. And, and he throws up that lob that like, they always get that right. Like mm-hmm. um, unless you've got a, somebody on the other side, just taking him out somehow pumping him before he can get to a spot. Like, they're going to get that. And um, Klingon was in like the middle between Tyler and Oso. And that's really like, if you're an offense, you want a big guy in that no man land, right? Like where he hasn't, he hasn't, he's not putting any pressure on the ball and it's going to be hard for him to get back. And that dude just looked up in the air, like targeted the ball, like a center fielder, mm-hmm. like backpedaled, jumped up and knocked it out. And you have to be every bit of seven foot two and freakishly long and actually be able to move to like pull that off. And that to me was like, this is the only player in college basketball that, that could have stolen that pass that could have broken up this alley-oop. And I, I just thought his presence was, was in their heads. And like, there, there was a time where Oso could have Tyler dro- dropped it off to Oso in the middle of the lane. He could have just taken one hard uh, step and just dunked it on because because Klingon wasn't even yeah that's the one that's the one I saw too because Klingon kind of got his feet tangled up and he was like stuck leaning up his basket yeah he he jumped with with Kolek which he did a really good job of staying on his feet like he talked about after the game I've Mm got to jump after they jump and um but he Kolek got him up in the air so he was out of the play and freaking also and he also is really good at that floater but like dude you can just step and dunk on that that Mm -hmm. one but there it is. Klingon's in his head. He misses it long, and it should be two points. And it, it was in that late first half stretch. And I think I put two two clips, back to back clips, in, in my story of of late in that first half when they just needed Marquette just needed something, just a little tiny spark to keep them get a couple buckets and and like if they could have got it within ten, and then maybe second half they come out and you know maybe put a little game pressure on them. But I thought that stretch, that they were just toast after that stretch, and they couldn't get anything to fall. And I think um, the game was over at halftime. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here from the Field of 68, and I need to tell you about a partnership that we just signed 
with Autograph, a fandom company co-founded by the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Brady in the gun. Touchdown, yeah. Patriots! I can't deal with my clogged Twitter feed anymore. Every single tweet gets three responses from some Twitter bot promoting gambling picks. I just want to read the articles, man. I just want to read stories. I just want to listen to my favorite podcast. I just want to consume the content that breaks down my favorite college basketball team. And I want to do it all in one place. Now I can with the new autograph rewarding fandom app. That place exists. And here's the best part about it. The more content you consume about your favorite team and the more reward points that I rack up, the better my chances are going to be to score one-of-a-kind fan merch, discounted tickets to games, or other awesome items and experiences on the autograph app so go download it use that referral code f68 that's f68 and get access today hey if you do maybe i'll get my buddy tom to send you a thank you note. we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, no, it really was. And I try to explain this to people all the time that are saying like, you know, his block numbers are this, his steal numbers are that. The, the impact that Klingon has defensively is the shots that aren't even taken, mm-hmm. right? The shots that end up in turnovers or end up in a contested three because of his presence at the rim. Like you got to be able to know what you're looking at and watch the film and see Tyler Kolek drive. And the the ones that always stand out to me is you know that, that Klingon is effective when the point guards come off the – they're going against drop coverage and they come off the um, the screen and they go and they dribble to the rim and then they dribble under the basket and they come around the other side. That's when you know, like that right there is the impact of clinging. They don't get a shot off. They don't get a shot at the rim. 
their pass isn't there to the big guy and you have to dribble around to the other side and all of a sudden the action is dead. And that's those are the ones that really stand out to me um, with Donovan. What are your other thoughts on on UConn after seeing them up close and personal? And, and I know you were out of practice and you watched them. Uh, you mm-hmm. got some ch- a chance to spend some time with some of the guys. What are your other thoughts on the team? What's what's most impressive to me is I think sometimes the the climb I, t- I talked about I talked about a little bit of this in my story and, and asked a question about it to, to some of um, to Danny afterwards is like sometimes the climb is easier than sustaining um, you know I live in Kansas like that's what's been so impressive about Bill Self and Kansas program like mm-hmm. year after year after year no matter who's in there they keep competing in the Big Twelve winning Big Twelve titles giving themselves a chance at March. And the fact that how many guys they lost after last year and then already getting to that mountaintop and then coming back and this year, like like even Florida, I put this in my story, even Florida, they lost five games that next year. And like mm-hmm. there were some spots in that season where like they were just kind of off, right? Like it was hard to sustain it all the way to, to March. Man, UConn has not let up. And maybe it's maybe some of it's been the injuries and like, oh, all right, we've got to really bust our balls to to make up for Donovan out, make up for Carabin out, make out for uh the, the, the freshman point guard or not point guard, Steve, uh Stephen Castle being out, you know, maybe maybe that's been part of it. But I think I think, you know, seeing their practice, I think it's Dan is freaking relentless, man. And he just does like there is a standard and you better be to that standard every single second so Mm -hmm. i think i think that is something that that really stood out to me being around them and watching them this year too is like they just don't let up it's kind of houston's kind of that way and like that's why houston's number one in the the computer rankings is because when houston plays a crappy team they are gonna pound that team they're gonna beat the crap out of them no matter what the score is, they're going to play it like a zero-zero. And I think UConn's got a little bit of that in them right now. And they're just—they're going to destroy like whoever's in their path. And um, but they—they got a tough one coming up Tuesday, just because it's—it's tough to go in that that building, Creighton. And and Creighton's got, you know, the the one other guy that could make that play I was talking about. Now that I that I think about oh, it, yeah. is 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 Brad Kaepernick. Like he's he's pretty special too. Um, now UConn's just got so much more depth and so many more dudes than than Creighton, who's like a three man team. Um, but th- that looking at their schedule like that, that one, and then obviously back at Marquette, like those are the two spots they can maybe trip up. But I think regardless of what happens the rest of the year, I think that is the most dominant, best team in college basketball. And I really hope we get to see um, UConn, Purdue, because I think Purdue's pretty dang good too. Like you know, obviously they lost yesterday, but hey, losses happen. <laughs> Like I, I think I'd really love to see that matchup because it's the most dominant defender in college basketball against the most dominant post player on the offensive end in college well, basketball. Yeah, you, you mentioned the the Purdue thing, and I, I wanted to to circle back on that because when you look at every good team around the country and you look at some of the best teams in college college basketball the last five years, everybody has a, a night or two or three or four where they go on the road and they slip up and they don't show up and they they're sleepwalking and you know, maybe it's an early tip in the central time zone and you're just not ready for, or maybe it's a, you know, it's a later tip than you expect. It's a Thursday night and you're distracted because you had to write it, whatever it is. There's always games where you, you just kind of sleepwalk and don't show up. Mm-hmm. Purdue had that happened with Purdue at Ohio state, Ohio state, more talented than they look on paper. Chris Holtman's gone a little bit of boosted energy. What do they call it? The new coach bounce, right? 
and they come out and they beat Purdue because Purdue wasn't ready to play from the tip. And that hasn't happened to UConn at all. And it's not even like there's that many games that are close, right? Uh, it was um, at Villanova was a game where UConn kind of needed a little bit of a uh, little bit of luck down the stretch to be able to hold on to that one at Butler at Xavier. But those were months ago. It's just the 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 way they've been able to kind of systematically. You know what I compare it to, CJ? Last year I said that it was like going against UConn was like waiting for the avalanche to happen, right? Being at the bottom of the hill and waiting for the avalanche to come because you knew at some point Jordan Hawkins was going to rip off three or four threes in a row or Klingon's going to come in and all of a sudden they're going to, they're going to that uh, defense where they they press you with Hassan Diar and Joey Calcaterra and they're going 2-2-1 and they're forcing turnovers and they get three straight buckets off layups. You're just waiting for that run to happen. This year, it's almost like you're trying to push a boulder uphill going against them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're they're not as explosive. I would make the argument they're not anywhere near as talented as they were last year. But it's just, it's a slow grind. It's almost like a boa constrictor waiting to choke you out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're probably more disciplined and... and, um, uh, And what I wrote about in the top 25 this morning is, um, you know... Okay, you get the giant off the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can kind of breathe a little bit, right? And then they bring in Samson, and they ch- totally changed their their ball screen coverage to where he's he's hard hedging, and now you got dudes flying around a little bit more. And um, what's impressive is they can make that switch just like that, and the other guys who are on the floor can can adapt to the new guy that's on. Have you and, seen that? Do you remember seeing that from other teams? Like be able to go from playing drop to hedging hard like that, like this, and be just as effective in both of them? Because I don't really remember it. Um, I mean, Connecticut last year played a little bit different. Obviously, you said when when depending on which big fellow was in, but um, uh, it's a good question. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to think on it. Um, but yeah, I think mo- most teams like their 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 plan is their plan. And it doesn't really matter who's in, but um, so that's kind of cool about them too, is that, that they can they I mean they're two different teams, uh, depending on which big guys in, and, and offensively too, they're they're different, um, and and what they run is different, and 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 that's 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 pretty dang impressive because like I I was gonna come back to this when you're talking about Purdue, um, I watched it, I tried to watch a little bit of it last night, um, the Purdue game, and um, you know they were minus fourteen with uh, Zach Eady off the floor, and uh, Matt Painter pulled him with 4.30 left in the first half. Purdue was up three. They go into the half down five. Mm-hmm. And he finishes with two fouls. <laughs> so, like, one, sometimes you play your dudes with two fouls. Uh, but, two, like, Purdue needs him on the floor where Connecticut can probably survive that 4.30. Um, you know, maybe it's – they're only, you know, maybe it only is a three-point difference or something like that. There's there's not as much drop-off for Connecticut when Klingon goes off as there is when Purdue goes off. And Purdue's got some decent inside guys too, but it, they're just another team when, when Zach Eady's not out there. Yeah, it's the, the – the, Samson, I think – we said this at the time, but having him get thrown into the fire in the games when Klingon was out, um, where it was like, dude, you got to figure it out now. Like, we don't know when this dude's going to be back. We have eight games here that you got to play it's it's go time now and mm-hmm. i think that gave him a, a level of confidence where 
Um, he's like, we can win when I'm on the floor. I just got to kind of go out here and be six eleven and athletic and run around and, and do all the things that I'm capable of doing is, uh, it's fun to watch where, where would you rank this team compared to last year? You know, this was, we had an argument about this on press row at the Kentucky Auburn game. Like who's, who's better. Was it last year's UConn team? Was it this year's UConn team? Um, I may be kind of giving away, a something that, that Talia Goodman has coming out, but she was at the all-star game this weekend and asked Jordan Hawkins and Jordan Hawkins kind of looked at her and said, I can't say what I want to say. So I'll just say us, <laughs> which team is better. Um, well, if, if this Connecticut team finishes it off, they will have had the better season. Mm -hmm. But as far as a games, um, like you play your A game. I think it's probably last year. Um, but I will say that like as awesome as Jordan Hawkins was, um, and he could go on one of those runs, right? Like you were talking about. Um, I actually think that Cam is better in that role because he does so many things. Like he can, he's basically like a point guard in that, shooting role um and his passing and his intelligence um and he probably i don't know who do you think guards better between those two um i mean neither of them are out there for their defense let's just put it like yeah that. but i think cam probably is a just is he's probably he might be a little smidge better there too i think jordan um, is was a better on ball guy um cam's better off ball. i think cam is a better positional defender like cam is yeah. just if, if you can really if you can get him off balance, like you can beat him in a yeah. straight line. It's not really that yeah. hard to beat him off the dribble. But... Marquette was trying to go at him early. They were trying to hunt mm -hmm. him early. Um I mean that should be the game plan to be UConn. You hunt Cam yeah. Spencer and you hunt Alex Carabin. If you have a big wing that can score and you have a four man that can get buckets, yeah. like that's those are the tough matchups. You combine that with getting playing in foul trouble, and that's that's kind of the recipe to beat UConn, but nobody I mean, <laughs> no one's figured it out yet. And to me though, the difference is like I think Castles are really good and has a lot of potential. Um, I mean, you know, I love Andre Jackson. Like mm -hmm. that dude was, he could go. Um, so that's that to me, like as, as excited as they are about Castle and and as good as he can be when he's on. Like, um, I think that's the that's the difference there. Is like Andre Jackson was just an, another level when he was really going and and probably a little more consistent. So I think the a that both teams a games. Um, I'd probably slightly favor last year's group, but this year's group could end up, I mean, if they go 38 and two and they win the yeah. national championship, I mean, that's, that's going to be hard to argue against them. Now I, they'll probably drop. I mean, I think Marquette's good enough to beat this team on like Marquette's home floor. Um, but we'll see if they have this mental block when, when they have the the rematch and, you know, they'll probably drop it at least one more, you would think. Um, and then anything can happen in the NSA tournament, even though I think they're the best team going in. Um, I mean, they could, they could run into somebody like Alabama who throws in like 15 threes. This is, lose. it's why the tournament is the, the best way to determine a champion and the worst way to determine the best team in college basketball, right? Like Absolutely. it just, anything can happen in, in a six game tournament. Um, I mean, we've seen that with UConn teams that probably shouldn't have won, right? Like, mm -hmm. like this is one of the years where they, they, they are the favorite. Like, does it flip because of all the Well, think about it like this. In in 2011 and 2014, they probably shouldn't have won the title, right? In no, 2006, no. they probably should have won the title, and they yeah. lost to George Mason 
in the in the elite eight like it's just yep, yep. it's the tournament stuff like this yeah. happens um i do think you have a good point though about marquette I, I feel like they missed like seven or eight really makeable threes in about the first 25 minutes of the game where if those go down it's a completely different story and I think some of that was the environment. Some of that was UConn. Some of that was Marquette had an off night at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think that they put it put it like this. What they did offensively was not a twenty-eight point loss. I thought that they they weren't the better team, but I thought that it should have been a closer game than it was yeah. based off of the what is it the shot quality metrics. I don't yeah, I didn't yeah. look at it, but if you look at that, I'm sure that it says yeah. that Marquette missed some shots that they could have made. The, the the challenge with UConn is when you're having those stretches, a lot of times the other team, as the lead starts to bloom, will give you a window where you can kind of sneak back in a little bit just because they just let off. It's just human nature. And that's where Connecticut's really special. Is they just, like we talked about earlier, they just don't let off. And that's how that thing got, you know, really out of hand. Yep. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 1-5. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right. Uh, you mentioned earlier Cam Spencer, maybe the most valuable player on the team, maybe the second most valuable player on the team. You got a story yeah. coming out Play, about him. Playing's the most valuable. I'm not going to try to 
Pit, all right, that. so do, do this for me. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about what you like about his game and give me a little tease. Give me a little taste of what you got coming for the story that we can pitch people that uh, we can get them to go sign up for the athletic uh, under CJ Moore. Make sure you give him credit for signing you up. He's doing a, a, a nice yeah, thing. Click, by click, coming on on my, click on my story first. Yeah, then, 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 uh, then sign up. Um, so he, you know, he's a pretty legendary, like trash talker. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, and kind of where that getting into where that comes from, what's, what's going on there. Um, what charges him up? I mean, um, everything like what, everything. what, char- what charges you up, Kim? Oh, you know what? I stubbed my toe on the way in and I had to punt a basketball out of Gamble Pavilion as a result. <laughs> like, I yeah. think he gets mad yeah. at everything. There's a mosquito buzzing in my ear, so I had to punch out a window. <laughs> there's there's some there's some Dan Hurley in him, and and um that's that's what's different. And his the like his level of care um is probably top zero 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 one percent in college basketball, like maybe ever. Like this this dude is he is wired different. Um so that I'll, I'll be getting into that like like how he is just he's on another level and and i don't think they knew that coming in um they you know i think they had a sense that he was he was a good player and like knows how to play yada 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 um i don't think they you you, you can't capture a guy's level of competitive competitive nature like until you really have him in your building um, so there'll, there'll be some of that in there and then, then there'll be some, there'll be some surprises to say that. Yeah. Good. The, the thing that I love about him so much is that it's, you got this dude who looks like he should just be a frat boy at UConn, right? Mm-hmm. Who I, I don't think he can dunk. I don't know if you asked him this question, but I've talked to people around the Rutgers program. Um, the guys at UConn wouldn't really give me like a, a certified answer. I didn't answer. even try. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think that he can dunk, right? And he just comes out here and he's doing all of the fundamental like Billy Hoyle stuff, right? Where it's like it's the jump stops, it's the pump fakes, it's the pass fakes and it's just it's so it's he's got like the 43-year-old father of three rec league game to a T and then he comes out and he beats you <laughs> and he's cussing your ass out afterwards. And he's throwing shoulders into Ben Gold's chest up by 30 and pointing to the scoreboard. He's sitting yeah. here talking shit to Armando Baycott getting teed up. Like, yeah. I think that part of what, and I do, I don't know if you're going to get into this, but I do think he realizes that like who he is and his appearance when he starts talking to shit, it also gets in people's heads. Like why this dude is kicking my ass and telling me about, I think he understands yeah. That when he like this persona, I don't want to say persona that he's cultivated, but when he plays like this, it can it can knock other people off of their game. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it is mental warfare out there for him, and um, he's he's on another level. So now it was fun to talk to him. Um, and uh, his his brother got the hops. Like his brother got the hops. <laughs> he talked about that. You know, his brothers, he he can he can actually get up there and dunk. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, you know, maybe he could. He's decent height. I bet he could get one down, but it'd be tough. He he, he can't do one in a game. I don't think. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you got to jam the ball in there to palm yeah. it. You got to you need a yeah. runway to get to the basket, and you got to stretch as much as you can. And you put the ball over the rim and then grab they'll, the rim down. They'll probably hear about this and dunk at Creighton. 
It's the that we call that the Rob Doster dunk right there. That's what I used to do. Is you got to get the ball over the rim and then grab the rim. I've, I've never seen you inside a three point line in your life, so yeah. I don't believe it. Well, the problem is, um, by the time that we started playing those pickup games, I was probably already twenty five pounds heavier than I was in college, and I had I had I didn't have hops. I had the manufactured hops. I had to like use yeah. the jump sho- jump soles. I had to do the uh, the plyos. You and you and Jimmy. Yeah, you, you had those shoes. The Seinfeld <laughs> yep. shoes. Yep, I had to get the jump soles and, and and teach myself how to be able to jump. But I, when I was a senior, I I could. There was one time in my life where I dunked two hands off of two feet, and that was when I was feeling like the most athletic that I've ever felt in my life. So all right, Uncle Rico. Um, yeah, I know. And then it all went to <laughs> shit after I got kicked off the team and put on twenty pounds like this. So, uh, yeah, back to my we're the, the once you get to the glory days conversation of a podcast, I think that means it's time to wrap that up. So, yeah. um, if you're listening to this, guys, make sure you go. Uh, I'll, I'll throw a link to CJ's story on Donovan Klingon. There's some good breakdowns in there. He made it easy, so I don't have to go and explain to you why he's as impactful as he is. Go read that. Keep an eye out for the Cam Spencer thing. When it comes out, we'll be sure to publicize it from uh, from our channel. CJ, always a pleasure to catch up with you, man. I'm glad you enjoyed your time in Hartford. Oh, did you try any Connecticut pizza? Did you get the Peppies? No, I had. Um, I got suggested to go to Max's Oyster House. I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. I went good? there, and then yeah, it was good. And then um, while I was writing the story, I had to get some like delivery, so I got. Um, Something barbecue, not the black eyed Sally's, but the other place down to Bears. You're from Kansas City and you go all the way to Connecticut and you get barbecue. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, What are you doing, man? Well, I needed delivery and the delivery options, I think, were not. uh, I don't know. So, so, so Pepe's pizzas is, I mean, you didn't give me any kind of Pepe's Sally. I didn't even think about it because you were going to Hartford. You were going to New Haven. So I I didn't, I got to. I didn't yeah. think I needed to tell you, first of all, to get pizza when you go to New Haven, Connecticut. Like, when you go to Connecticut, all you hear me talk about is Connecticut pizza. Unbelievable, CJ. You got barbecue in Connecticut. In Kansas City, I got barbecue. Yeah, I got to see what everybody else has, you know? Like, like yeah. what, what are we up against? In, That's in like you sending me to a sushi restaurant next time I come to uh, to a Kansas game. So, hey, listen. Know, there's, there's a couple of decent sushi places. Good spots. Here, but, but that's why I went to got some freaking fish, because I was close to the uh, sea. So there you go. No, oysters, there you go. Uh, oysters are always a good call when you're in Connecticut. Listen. Um, always good to talk to you, man. Always good to catch up. Glad you enjoyed your time. I'm glad you uh, you were finally able to make it home and wasn't that bad of a, uh, a travel experience for you. So, CJ, always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.